Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Episode 145 of another Woodshop Podcast, the Shopsmith of Podcasts. We take a solid idea, slap a bunch of segments on it, and you hope for the best. It didn't work for Shopsmith, but for us, well, we're still waiting it to see. Also, it also is not working. Yeah, before you know no. it, everyone's going to just have like an old AWP podcast in their basement that they're going to refinish one day. AWP Podcast. <laughs> the old AWP Podcast.com. No, big thanks to our patrons for sponsoring the podcast. You guys are amazing. We got two new sponsors. That's Nathan Smith from Craftman Smith and Bailey Thompson. Big thank you to you. Two new meh army. Meh army. Uh, are you talking about Bailey list. Smith of the Shopsmith yeah, fortune? Actually, they're related. <laughs> right. Yeah. Great grandfather. Did I say Bailey Smith? No, yeah. I meant Bailey Thompson. No, okay. No, you said, you said <laughs> I was totally thrown. <laughs> it was like, a, oh, no. Stanley Bailey and the Shopsmith. They made, they made one Stanley, tool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a hand it's tool, a shop hand plane attachment. And the, the, the hand plane is attached to it, and you have to pull the wood runs onto on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. This is the worst. Uh, big thanks to our VIP patrons. That's Alex Copajohns, Bill Burkle, Daniel Bryson, Jake Miller, Justin from Calvary Customs, Christian Tung. Malcolm from Boston Nova Woodworks, Michael Flickinger, Michael Lighton, uh, Scott Holland, Square Splinter, Tim from Lock City Woodworks. Y'all are dope. Yes. Also, thanks. Daniel Dunlap is a VIP patron now. I don't know if you know that or not. You're a VIP patron? Uh, yeah, I, I decided. It's a secret. I decided. Secret VIP, <laughs> secret VIP patron. Yeah, I, I also it's decided. It's unlisted. I'm it's not even viewable in the admin for, console. Yeah. I'm, right, a, right, I'm right, a top right. tier patron for uh, Shopsmith and Wood Whisper. Yeah. All the- <laughs> I'm like that that uh, really rich, secretive phil- philanthropist that donates money and doesn't tell anybody about it. Oh, I get it. it. Dan's in a secret fifth tier. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> fifth tier of the VIPness. Uh, anyway, big thanks to our triple VIPness members. You guys are amazing. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, we don't have a whole lot to talk about here. So I think we're just going to get straight into it. What's on my bench? Whoa. I mean, might as Whoa. well, right? I mean, there's no other. I... Actually, you know what? There is other Are... things, but we'll do it after this. So, Dan, I want to hear about your week, dog. Dog. Big oh, dog. I'm still trying to write down. Dog. Three minutes and 43 seconds. Or 43. I Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Like I'm okay not stalling for you, Dan, if that's what you need. No, it's fine. I'm good. I'm good. We can do this. We can do this. This is what I do. I'm a word barnet. As we discussed in the pre-show. Um, so, one of my old videos... So, I've been reposting uh, videos and reels to Facebook because, mm-hmm. as we talked about before, Facebook is paying out, actually, better than Instagram right now. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to feed that beast currently. So, I, I reposted a video that I posted. I think it's about 18 months old now at this point. Uh, it's the... The C table that I made for my sectional couch, you know, Ooh. it's very simple. <laughs> well, we don't see the C word. We don't see the C word. It's just that little C table that I made with box joints and whoa, put it on my whoa. sectional. Censor no. <laughs> yourself. Maybe change the name. Trophy wife <laughs> table. But that video. <laughs> 
that video is currently like going viral ish. I guess it's got it's got about four million views, and it's viral. you know those them's COVID numbers. That's viral, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty happy with it. So because it's going viral, you know there you know there there are people in all sorts of camps on this. You know that's stupid. Uh, you're brilliant. Mm-hmm. It'll never hold. Uh, I mean, you're a brilliant you idiot. I, I agree. and I've even posted the link to to it on my Etsy page because I'm selling it through Etsy right now. And full transparency, I'm charging three seventy five for this thing. I told you it's too much. It's actually it's too never going to hold. It's too low. First of all, <laughs> secondly, okay, the never going to hold thing that that really annoys me because the box <laughs> joint is like one of the strongest joints you can make in woodworking. You know, aside from like a a dovetail. Or somebody did a video recently where they were testing joints, and apparently the miter hibs. with splines is was hibs. really strong. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, spline miters. Box joints are crazy strong mm-hmm. because there's a lot of glue surface area. But what was I getting? It's at? weird that the internet would have stupid opinions about things they don't Isn't know, it know anything about. Yeah, Dan, why can you make that for thought? less? Why would I pay your? Well, yeah, prices? of course you can. Then do it. <laughs> Those people are so dumb. <laughs> you can make it for less. <laughs> do it. Do. <laughs> you know what? This uh, isn't for you. this is for the people that don't want to make it so i'm charging a premium and you know what it's it's selling well i've sold 10 in the last two weeks attaboy i think i've sold somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 since the beginning of the year it's it's popping off it's crazy if my math is Um, correct that's a lot of money it's you know it's doing okay um where was i going with this i don't know I seems like you're just bragging. Drinks. Yeah. <laughs> just bragging. You got a viral over. video selling 15 tables. I don't know where I'm going anyway. Good luck. <laughs> Flex, but okay. My week's pretty good. <laughs> My trail boss has paid off now. <laughs> um, no. What what was I saying? Oh yeah, there's a lot of commentary on the video, right? So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Uh, I've already I've already gotten into it. You know, people are telling me I'm crazy for charging what I'm charging. <clears throat> Quite frankly, I'm not charging it enough. I think Mike would agree with that. I think Pete would even agree I, with yeah, that. I was telling you that too. I, I also think you should I offer mean, payments. Three easy payments. They, three easy payments of one ninety nine. You have to make sure they're easy. <laughs> right. Just say just say easy. Seven easy they're payments. Easy payments. <laughs> Actually, I think when you buy through Etsy, they offer a firm. Yeah. For any of the large purses. Anyway. Just listen to one one easy payments of <laughs> three seventy five. So yeah, I'm getting all kinds of comments on it, you know, all from like it's not strong, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Uh that had never lasted a day in my house because of my kids. Well, first of all, maybe uh make your kids behave and not act right. like animals. Have you ever thought of that? That's a thing. Is that a box do. joint? Ah, they just break <laughs> Right? They can't stand. What, what are these furniture? people's kids doing? Running around the house just breaking everything? What the hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um you're charging weight. I got a comment today that said, uh what that that makes no sense. It's three pieces of wood and what what your time is probably painting it. Uh Tell me you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) without telling me you don't know what you're talking about. Painting it? It takes a long time to make that pine look like walnut. Yeah, I'm telling you. Tiny brush strips. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm I'm going on a rant or a tangent here. We have a question about that thing, about comments. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 do. We do. So I've been making those. Which is nice. I make them on the CNC mm-hmm. now. I, f- I found a way to make them on the CNC, so it's actually nice. Uh, the CNC makes the box joints nice and tight. They're perfect. Uh, so that's easy to do. But you know what? I'm still charging the same amount. Anyway. Yeah. Um, same product. 
I started working on a farmhouse table. I put together the top. You know, the more I look at the the walnut that I picked up for this top on this for this walnut or for this farmhouse. Oh, it was table, walnut. Yeah, it that looks oh, like Claro to me, dude. Wait, the way was Mike here when so you told, many... told us about the wood that they delivered you? No, I didn't know. I didn't know you got in the wood. Mike doesn't know. Oh about yeah, the yeah, wood. yeah. Tell him about the wood. <laughs> the clients. So like, I was supposed to. I was supposed to build this table with the top from wood that they clients provided brought wood, me. Right? It was like yeah. found. They in were shed, beautiful. They were gonna provide. They were gonna yep. provide uh-huh. wood from their old barn. Hold on, before you get into this, I'm gonna say <laughs> there's no way this is going wrong. I can't wait to hear about this because customer provided wood is, always yeah. goes well in my experience. It's, Go ahead. It's old barn. Look, I wanted to entertain their dream. Okay. No, um, this is going to be good. I, I can't wait to hear how nice this perfectly dried quarter sawn white oak was that they brought close. to you. Go ahead. Actually, very close. <laughs> very close. Very close. Uh, it was perfectly dry. Plain uh, sawn red oak. <laughs> no, no, not even that. That would have been a dream. Uh, this oh, no. was like three It's a bunch inch. of toilet paper glued together. <laughs> also when this When this wood was first milled, it was probably three quarters of an inch. Oh, so over the years, it, it's probably gotten down to like a half inch, and it's cedar. cool. I'll make you some dope coasters. Uh, what would you like Mike, me did, to make the table out of? <laughs> Mike, it cedar? was cedar. Yeah, of course. It so is. I'm like half inch cedar. I'm top. like yeah. Put some I'm like, on that. Yeah. You guys, we'll you guys. we'll be able to get a solid 17 inch span out of this. It's gonna be nice. <laughs> they one chair around each she side. Was, she was like heartbroken. I'm like I can't. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is unusable for a tabletop. For a I'm gonna be honest with you. You're a complete moron. I'm gonna need you to get out of my <laughs> shop. Put a cup of water on there, and it'll dent. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I I talked him into walnut, and, and I picked through like a stack at my hardwood dealer, and man, this stuff Menards. looks like Claro. I'm telling you. Oh really? Nice. It's gorgeous. You know how Claro has like streaks of like light brown and dark brown, mm-hmm. and I'm it looks just like that. And there's a yeah, lot of curl nice. in it. There's a lot of nice. like. Character and undulations in the grain. Claro walnuts. There's not, not, it's nothing. It's like Claro walnut. I'm not 100 percent sure it's Claro, but butter. Even better. Mm. That's what I'm going to use for finish. I actually. knew this Adam. guy, content creator, who did that in a live once. He made clarified butter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, tell was, me more. I, th- I think he was trying to show someone up or something. I don't know. Some of the internet said he couldn't make butter or something. I don't know. He had to do it right away. <laughs> weird. That's weird. weird. Who would, who would do That's that? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um so i started making the top on that um it's gonna have breadboard ends on it i'm not doing them traditional i'm doing them domino-ish whoa which is gonna be awesome um but i'm gonna show a way and i've been i've been recording this so i'm gonna make a youtube video out of it even nice. though uh isaiah's not with me it's gonna be a very boring video but maybe somebody will like it um, listen if i watched you assemble a bed i'll watch anything you have problems, my friend. You you nope. probably seen, I, need to see mental. I'm committed health. to our friendship, for through thick it's, or thin. I'll tell I, you what. I like you, Pete, but I wouldn't watch a video of you doing that. I wouldn't. What if I'm naked? I wouldn't subject myself to it. I absolutely would watch that. Yes, hundred percent. Onlyfans.com slash Pete's workshop. Thank I would you. have my whole family watch that with me. It'd no, be very nice no. family. Well, jokes on you. It's like I'm like a Ken doll. It's just smooth. Nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else? I had a lot of things I wanted to talk about, and then like as soon as as soon as I get hit with this "what's on my bench" thing, it just it all leaves my brain. Well, um, side tables, Etsy's exploding. 
Etsy. Working on Etsy's crazy right now. It's in, insane. I've 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 up my Etsy ad money uh, <clears throat> a little bit, which seems to be helping a lot, which is nice. Uh, whenever I get Pete, you get a lot of people asking you, okay, help me figure out Etsy. What do you do? What can I do? Man, Etsy ad money is actually not a bad investment. I like once a day at least I get a question about Etsy stuff. Yeah, and I try to just send them to the video that I I got. Um, That's a I should start sending them to your video. That was one of the reasons but, I did that video, and I just look. Like, if you were naked in the video, maybe I would. Jokes on you! Not. I went full Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I have a shirt on, no bottoms. Bottomless. Bottomless. Nice. Where's your <laughs> is your fist in the honey pot? Yeah. You know it was. <laughs> Sorry, that was weird. I apologize for everything. Um, I think that's basically what's on my bench. We got a lot of snow today. That sucked. Snow day. Yeah, it was. We got like a a full eight inches. You know what I'm saying? Um, Nice. Dan, show me eight inches on the video. Oh, that's at least that. At least. Wow. You did it the wrong way. Oh, did I do it the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> At least I did. <laughs> Every time you tell that story, the, the fish gets bigger. Uh, anyway, uh, standard response from here. Etsy order is keeping me busy. So I went into a little bit of detail last week on what that means, but I'm not going to do it again. If you want to hear about that, go listen to that episode. Yeah. Um, Mike, what's up with you? You had a pretty adventurous week. Or yeah, weekend? it was like the festool event last week that was really fun they announced a bunch of new tools like we'll talk about that more in the questions area but um yeah i've been a busy week i've been kind of um trying to focus on my mental sanity and health with things lately i've been kind of that's uh, important teaching i've been trying to teach myself to delegate things more and not try to have my hand in everything at all times which is a bad honeypot like <laughs> trying to keep my hand out of the honey pot. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Where's this going? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I'm almost there. Lower. <laughs> no. So I'm just trying to, uh, right now there's like, I have this tendency to like try to be involved in all the things, just, which is hard to not do because my name's on the company. So, but I'm trying to not do that. So I'm trying to actually focus on like, I have a million things going on right now. It's tax season and I'm traveling a <clears throat> oh, lot yeah. and there's a bunch of stuff and it's just like super busy and, you know, I've had some days where it's like, you know what? Sean and Matt can handle this stuff. I am going to just cut dovetails all day. And that's all I did for today and on Monday. And it's been actually really nice for my mental health to actually just do things for myself. So, Because um, I end up working most weekends and pretty much every night and it's just a lot of stuff. So on a day where it's like, oh, I can do this today, I'm going to just start taking advantage of that and try to be better about it. So that's good. with that said... I'm also going to go to the woodworking show in Milwaukee uh, tomorrow. I'm going to fly out there. It's kind of a last minute decision. There's a business reason for going out there, but also just kind of to clear my head and go out there and just kind of have a little trip. I'm going to go out there. I've heard from multiple people that the shows are not great. So, um, you know, we'll see. Did you know that the actual way to say the name of that city is Milwaukee? It's from the Algonquin Indians or something like that. 
I'm sorry. I was trying to make a Wayne's World joke, and it was it was poor. It was poor on my part. I, Execution was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to look up that scene believe. so I can. Yeah, I believed you wholeheartedly. Yeah, I was going to start. Milwaukee. All my videos. Isn't like, that the girl from? Got, got all my Milwaukee. Have you ever things. seen that? Have you ever seen Wayne's World where Alice Cooper yeah. is telling telling uh, Wayne and Garth how to say Mil- Milwaukee? Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go that on. Is one of the first. Uh, well, one of the first things I ever owned on VHS in the U.S. Fun fact: Wayne's World. Oh, so, solid first buy. Fun hey, fact. hey, if I'm going to start learning English, best place things. to do it, right? If I'm going to start learning English. I'm learning from Wayne <laughs> yeah. and Garth. Yeah. Um. Well, that's. Very I ruined good Mike's insight what's on to his Pete's. Bench. No, no, no. That's really good insight into Pete's uh, origin story. It's nice. We're really know where Pete. Where Pete learned most of his English. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that this week. Also, um, had like a big like contract negotiation thing yesterday, <clears> which was kind of stressful. It's like a big one, like the biggest one I've ever negotiated kind of a thing. So it was kind of like interesting. So um, it's going to be like a, one of those slow things. It just takes months and months and months to deal with, but it just is what it is. So we're dealing with that. Um, and then um, doing this dual miter waterfall desk for a client with like uh it's like a two-person desk so it's going to be they're right next to each other but there's going to be like a cabinet bank in the middle which is cool um that's going to be a fun build and then uh we got a vanity which i've never done a bathroom vanity but mm-hmm. i've i've had this mosaic software for a few months and i haven't really i've dove in there a bit but now i'm really getting it set up really impressed with mosaic it's so cool like i was able to design this vanity in minutes you know i was able to send the customer like a frameless version uh face frame with an inset face frame with full overlay partial i was able to send all that stuff and like get them to choose you know what they want so it was really cool um anyways uh just been busy week with that and then we're doing um a countertop right now which is great and um what else? Oh, we're doing a dining. Th- we're doing. I'm starting my dining table, which is really exciting. Finally, river table, big, right? Yeah, I'm doing a big river table. It's actually only three board feet of wood and uh, 73 <laughs> yes. gallons of epoxy. So a couple of twigs. Amazing. Yeah, it's just gonna throw some twigs and some berries <laughs> yeah, in there. Oh, it's gonna be the twig and berry table. No, it's a uh, chain it's of not uh, that island chain table. That's what you should call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the U.S. Virgin Island yeah, table. It's, it's going like, to be amazing. Virgin <laughs> it's, like, it's like tiny little specks of wood in there. It's going to be. I mean, really you nice. have to like little plastic sharks. You got to like put them in a. <laughs> right, right. It's going to be. I'm. I'm going full epoxy table. It's going to have sharks. There's going to be you know, <laughs> sadness. Uh, some old French fries. It's going to be great. No, uh, it's going to be <laughs> a uh, English. It's going to be an English elm table. Uh, I bought a bunch of English elm, and so I'm going to make an English elm table. Hi, with, governor. Uh, Hello. Oh wait, this is a you, table. Totally forgot. Before you do that, you have to soak the sharks if, before you put them in epoxy. <laughs> shark shark soaking. You have to soak them. It's like they're like corks. It's, it's or like bullet a cork. casings. You also you have, have to. You have to soak bullet <laughs> casings before you put them in there. I'll have to see if I can find anyone who's good at soaking cork. Uh, I'll reach out to the community, bring in a good cork soaker. Go to work, much You can ask somebody. some questions. <laughs> Chad, uh, right? Chad's a good. He's like the OG cork soaker. Yeah, I'm gonna get. Uh, that's. I was trying to work a Chad joke in there, but I feel bad making that joke like every two weeks on the oh. show. <laughs> we love him. <laughs> no. Uh. Anyways, what else is there? Um. 
Oh, I'm doing another farmhouse table too, and it actually is Clara Walnut. Are you gonna, actually, you're gonna shave off your beard too. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing yeah, I'm over here? I'm shaving on my beard, uh, moving into bow ties. Two no, quarter seater. Uh, yeah, it's two quarter, <laughs> two quarter seater. No, it's actually a Clara Walnut. It's gonna be uh, a six foot farmhouse table, forty inches wide, but it ha- it's gonna have two leaves, eighteen inches long. So I'm actually gonna be using the Rockler hardware uh, for that. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I'm. I have to put leaves in uh, the one I'm making too, but I'm going to do it a little different. I think. Have you tried rock carving it out and filling it with epoxy? Dad leaves. Yeah, they're going to be epoxy. <laughs> Making epoxy slides with sharks. I don't. <laughs> it's a very unique idea. Bring out the shark leaves. No. Uh, we're, we're, these, this is going to be like a split apron. Split apron with spreader. With the uh, the the rockler hardware is like two hundred bucks. It does like. It, it can span up to 56 inches and like holds a ton of weight. So I went with those ones there. Just get the job done easily. So I'm going to go with those. Um, and then we're doing a bench with it too. So, nice. um, and then I have, I'm picking up a pile of stuff on Tuesday, Monday. I'm going to take the day off cause I'm just going to relax. But Tuesday I'm picking up a bunch of English walnut cause we're doing a bunch of boxes, grounding boxes. I'm picking up a big Clara walnut slab for a dining table for a client. I'm picking up a big walnut <laughs> slab for myself cause I'm finally making myself a nice desk. Finally, I'm very excited. I'm going to do like a big, it's like a three inch thick maple with a mitered waterfall on the right here, like up against this wall. And on the left side, it's going to have a cabinet in there. It's gonna, I'm just really excited to have like a nice desk finally. I didn't work so much. What's up? Hear me out. If you say epoxy. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to have a miter on one side? Yeah, just the one side. The other side is going to be like a floating cabinet. Reveal. Do two miters on one side so like instead of 45 do it 22 and a half times two <laughs> so like so it kind of goes <laughs> it's just it's like it's like i'm running like putt ducting in my shop or something <laughs> yeah I like to get around no hard nine that would be cool <laughs> no hard nine that would not be cool <laughs> telling you mike have you thought you about do just it. a sweep just yeah, just like a long sweep. sweep. I just a power carve out like yeah. 18 inches thick of wood. <laughs> no, uh, you know who does now that? Now we're getting Kidwell. somewhere. Kidwell, if you guys don't know, follow Kidwell. Oh, yeah, he that did the, guy, the, dude, that the guy bigger makes, joints. Yeah, yeah, and then he rounds it. That that guy is that so looks talented. Sick. He, makes, he makes such good stuff. It's sick. Yeah, that I follow him. Cool. I, that, that looks awesome, the latest yeah. one he did. Yeah, he does some dope stuff. He's really talented, dude. But anyway, um, yeah, so I got the desk. There's some other stuff. But anyway, it's just really busy right now. It's always really busy. It's great. I'm lucky for that. We got this big, like I said, I'm negotiating this big project right now. And we're getting another PO for um, uh, Redwood Cookies. That's starting the monthly cadence this month. So we'll be having a monthly cadence of Redwood Cookies. So we're out of all the marketing stuff anyway. So uh, so that's going to be good. And that's kind of all that's going I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff, but I'm dragging on. and I'm sorry You never have myself. much going on. Uh, you really um, need to up Slow this week, Mike. Slow week. week. I know. I know. Um get tired of hearing this i did want to talk about this is like a what's on my bench and this isn't a this is like an interesting like business thing i never really go into these business things but um so i have a contract with with, um with room and board we're doing these shelves and um interesting thing that happened is they are standardizing all their finishes within their furniture line in the company so they're moving to from fabricator choice so whoever's making the furniture gets to choose the finish to their everyone who has work with them has to use the finish they've chosen. Fortunately oh. for me, they've moved to Diamond Vogel, which I've already done with <laughs> nice. my shop. They moved. To, so I submitted them samples and they're like, they're like, hey, we got the samples. These look great. Unfortunately, we're going to need new samples because we need this to be in Diamond Vogel's equinity. I'm like, 
I got good news for you. That is Diamond Vogel's Aquinity product. Yeah, look at the yeah, that's what you got. So that's the product. So they're already like that's but they're getting their own custom colors. So it's just kind of like a peek behind the scenes, like dealing with corporate stuff. Like they don't you know, it's a they're not they're not they're the client, but they're also not the people buying it. They're also not like involved in the design. They also don't know anything about the assembly. So you're dealing with people who don't know they know the product line, but they don't know the the processes of it at all so you know we're kind of you just have these weird conversations with not weird it's just conversations you have with people that don't know about the, the fabrication process at all and you have to kind of explain it to them but yeah they're we're kind of in the middle of this like rejiggering of the finishes over there what's up and you're not typically dealing with one person are you mike you're dealing with like a chain a team. of people <laughs> no a team like of each people. project has each project so the two different projects i do with them the email chain for each one has at least six people at a time on it. So it's like, but for the most part, it's pretty organized. It's just slow because they're a big business. For the, I mean, one person will handle the finishes. One person will handle logistics. One person will handle ordering. One person will handle inventory. They have, but all the people involved in that team for that program are on that chain. So um, I could be in the same chain and answering four different people's questions from different emails. So you have to really keep track of it. It's a lot of administrative stuff. So, but that's, that's kind of uh, an interesting one where it's like, I got lucky that the product that I'm moving my shop to personally is the product that they're actually using because I just, um, people are going to ask me like, why aren't you going to use target coatings? And I honestly have no, they have target coatings had some issues last year during some supply chain issues <clears throat> with raw materials. And there was failures with their product. He made it right. Um, I since then have had no issues with their finishes. Just want to be clear about that. Like I've had no issues. Diamond Vogel, I can just get quicker because it's not in New Jersey. That's literally the main reason why I went to it. Like I, hey. the, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, and, and finishes can't be shipped air. They have to be done ground because they're hazardous materials and nothing can be shipped air when it's hazardous materials. So it comes slow. So I, the stuff I get now comes from Los Angeles and it's just way faster. What's up? I was going to make a poor joke yeah, about Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't make it. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about coming slow. Anyway, um, so oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's um, not a problem I have. <laughs> oh, no. no worry, m'lady. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> You're not done yet? No. Um, yeah, so just kind of weird, like behind, not weird. It's not even that weird. It's just like one of those things you don't think about. You know, you have these conversations and you move into these things and things change and there's so many moving parts. You're like, oh, you have to, all these things, all these things become minutia and they're like, they kind of like slow down the process. Minutia, there's a word I'm looking up later. And, <laughs> they, well, they like slow down the process of just like, you kind of just want to make something, you know, you just want to make something and you have to answer all these questions. It's just kind of like peeking You got lucky. Anyway, they peak, could have just emailed you and been like, ah, oh, we're getting you to do samples. We're moving a rattle can lacquer. And like right, everything, we're launch. moving to rattle kit. Midwest, we just like find her. that it's the best results. <laughs> Literally, mm. no one's ever said we're moving to Minwax. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, uh, you had mentioned going to the woodworking Piot. shows. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Ballpark close enough. I'll accept it. Uh, All right. My my Polish Piotr. best friend Paul Jackman would agree. <laughs> uh, as long as oh. Paul approves. Yeah. No. Yeah, my Polish friend. <laughs> So I went to Paul the woodworking do? shows. What would Jackman do? WWJD. <laughs> JD. <laughs> yeah, that, that works. Oh, Dan, you got That's... a vanity plate. That's another thing for your bench. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I'll add it to the What level. would Dan Dunlap do? That's what it says on there. <laughs> what would Dan do? do? Although I, I, did, <laughs> I did realize that when people are... Is it lowercase or upper, okay, uppercase, right? 
It is uppercase, right? My plate? Yeah, it's, it's uppercase. uppercase. Okay. I was going to say, because if it was... say Poland. Well, if it was lowercase, like on your hat, um, it would be well, reversed lowercase on my in hat, people's I mean. mirrors. So it'd be, you know, something to think about. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Oh, but okay. anyways, I see. so the woodworking <laughs> shows. Uh, I went with, uh, with Keith and we met up with... Um, uh, Justin from Campfire Woodworks, and we we're just kind of hanging out, walking around the the event. And I mean, I, I kind of hate to say it, but it was like really a skeleton of what it used to be. It was they still had that their sucks. little like flea market area, uh, which was a little smaller. But like the only like major brand that, like, we knew was like Saw Stop and um, uh, oh my god, uh, Woodpeckers. Jesus. My mind's not working today. Um, Woodpeckers Jesus. Woodpeckers Jesus and <laughs> yeah, uh, Jesus Tools and of course Saw Stop were there with the, the hot dog demo <laughs> as always. Um, that, by the way, that's Get a new guy, bit. Same like, Get a new bit. It's like been 12 years, guys. Come Here's up with something else. I was just thinking that. Like, slam a grilled cheese yet. sandwich on there or something. I don't know. Just something that's else. The, God. So Jelly donut. First takeaway. <laughs> I walk up to the booth. And the same guy is doing demos. The same guy that's been Ethan. There. It's just Ethan no. slamming a hot dog on there. <laughs> he wasn't there. I was disappointed. Um, oh, okay. But it's the same guy that's What's been up, doing guys? the demos for my Ethan. for Saw Stop for like. Right, the if you want to, if you want to impress years. me, throw your actual hand in there. Come on, yeah. Bah! Just really smash it down like you're trying to whack a mole or something. <laughs> so dumb. Um, really proved to me that your technology yeah. works. But there was some brands there that like there's general. Which apparently he's yeah. He's oh doing man, General's still around. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> he's doing insurance and power tools now. <laughs> Call one eight hundred General now. General tools now. <laughs> General's been around since like the twenties or oh, something. General's dude. been around forever. It, it's green doesn't, tools. Uh, Was, are they still green? They're now. still green. General like tools. No, that's General Machinery. That's totally different. Oh, that's that different. Like yeah, we don't go there. Different Got about it. their tools is they had a fence that like you could punch in the number and it like moved along rails for you. They have. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, a fence. It, I thought you meant they they took a fence. No, they well, with the things I had to say, probably, but. <laughs> But the thing is, like, the, they took offense it, when I moved their offense. <laughs> what? It said do not touch. Sorry. So I, of course, touched it. But the thing, the, the problem is, like, this was not advertised, I feel like, on social media that well. Uh, I feel like there wasn't really a big push. Like, people weren't hyping it up, like Workbench Han or whatever. So it, it wasn't a shock to me that when we went to the show, it was, and I'm quoting Justin here, a sea of old men. Just a sea of men. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it was. Wait a minute. Old men. I shouldn't be laughing at that. <laughs> it's Sea of Dan's. But no, literally, it was like, it was really, it, it was kind of uh, more marketed towards like the traditional woodworkers, the the old school guys. Like it was, I can probably count on all the digits on my body, uh, the number of people my age I saw there. Yes, 21. Okay, <laughs> to answer your question, Dan. Um it really wasn't a lot of young people and it was kind of a bummer. Like we saw a few people that like followed uh, Keith, Justin and myself. So we all just kind of chatted some people that we knew. Um, and by some, I mean like two people we bumped into a uh, little, little bummed. I kind of wish it was marketed better. So it was like a bigger event. Cause I was really looking forward to it. It's, you know, there's not too many woodworking events that we really have. Uh, so I was kind of hoping that this one would be a little bigger, but still have you heard, heard of the one in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, hopefully that one's Isn't better. That the girl from uh, stranger things. Millie Wake Brown. <laughs> Her name is Eleven. <laughs> oh, okay, that's all right. Uh, yeah, it's an okay right. joke. It's fine. <laughs> but aside from that, um, well, what else did I do? Oh, um, doing a lot of uh, laser projects right now. I have a 
laser job that <sighs> I've must been, be nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mike, yours is out must of commission, nice. right? Mm-hmm. So I've been tuning mine a little bit because I was getting some inconsistent cuts. I cleaned all my mirrors and all that, and Mike was giving me some tips on uh, getting different lenses for it. So I got to look into doing that. But the thing was, I was I've been trying for months now, like even harder for me to get than eighth inch Baltic birch is eighth inch walnut ply, which I know is a thing. I've seen it. I've had it in my shop before. I cannot get it anywhere, like absolutely anywhere. Uh, the only thing I could do is like order it from like, you know, Glowforge or like pre-finished sites and they're marked up like crazy. And most of them are pre-finished, which I don't want. I just want it raw wood. Um, so it's, this is for a finishing company. So they want Walnut to show off their finish when, when it's applied, just like a demo. Yeah, they want to put their finish on. Exactly. So <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I've been going back and forth with, uh, with all these different lumber yards in the area and outside the area, even a couple hours away. Um, and haven't been able to get it. So I finally just got my hands on some quarter inch ply. We decided to just go with that. Uh, I got it and it turns out it was one sided Walnut ply instead of double sided Walnut ply, which is awesome but the customer luckily was cool with it they're like okay it's baltic birch on the back so it'll look okay like it'll still look good and the logo will be there um then i go to cut it on a laser and it's the two veneers on both sides and then like it's not mdf it's like wood pulp like yeah yeah, it's it's just wood pulp on the inside and no matter how many passes i do or what even the cleanest (laughs) cleanest cuts i can get on it uh the the faces look beautiful the inside 20 glue wood shard yeah, it's like mm. it's supercharged. So I wouldn't be able to hand that over and be proud of it. It just wouldn't look good. So after going back and forth a bunch, we decided that he's just going to go with straight walnut. I'm going to resaw a bunch of it, clean it up, get them all. Down I mean, if to, you're trying to show off finish, that seems like the best way to go. We anyway. were trying to save money because it's it's. I mean, it's, I don't care. I'll show. It's basically going to be like a dollar a coin for like to, between all the labor and everything and and lasering and and all that because of the intricate design and stuff. So. I don't know. That's what it ended up. Is being. it this company? No, <laughs> get oh. waxed. No, but uh, it's it's just you know um, it's, it's a bummer that there's still materials uh, that you can't get. Um, Is that a price you're comfortable with? Because I'll just send people to you. Uh, n- a dollar a coin? Not necessarily. Okay, yeah, I would not. At this point, I'll it's just one of those things where this has been going back and forth so much, and um, it it was all like material not being able to be found right you're just taking care of the customer i'm taking care of the customer at this point exactly because if i had to like quote this straight out this would be more than that and like i i usually do 250 a coin with with that we always have like tons of shops on veneered in the woodshed there's just piles of it we don't i don't even have anything to do i don't know what to do with it half the time except for for like for like veneers obviously but like we're not doing a ton of veneers so like i I was able to have like super thin really thin i have like one of those husky racks you know the black Mm -hmm. husky racks Literally, the entire thing is full of maple, walnut, English elm, cherry, like hardwood veneers. They're yeah. anywhere from three and three sixteenths, or from three six three and three from three sixteenths <laughs> up to a really half inch. Thick veneer. Yeah, a veneer that's just it's a three inch thick. <laughs> three inches thick. We just call that twelve quarter. Uh, it's it's fifteen yeah, quarter it's a, inch veneer. That, yeah, it's, it's a plank. It's plank veneer. It's a new thing. So, but see, no, the, uh, yeah. The other issue was like, and I only found this out. Um, so this is a brand that's going to be. I mean, I don't care. I'll, I'll share. It's it's for Bumble Shoots. And that's the, that's this. No, it's not. I got this for Bumble Shoots. Um, oh, but it, it's for Bumble Shoots, and they were going to have it, to my knowledge, at their booth to like Bumblebee Tuna and finish and whatnot. And then I found find out yesterday that uh, these are going in a goodie bags. And I was like, I would not 
have ever even thought about handing over the other material Uh-oh. to you. Like, I, I need to make sure this is good because it's going to have both of our names on it. So The swag bag that they give out, Yeah, right? so um, so basically that's that. So that's... Um, going to get a little touch of Pete in there. <laughs> a, a little touch of Pete. Everyone's going to get a little Pete in mm. bags. Um, so anyways, that's that. Uh, fun little thing. I bought a bunch of plywood and uh, I can't use it for lasering, but at least it's some... Uh, it's I got riffs on white oak... Uh, plywood veneered plywood and it's like really pretty so i i was not too i got an idea yet. hear me out here uh-huh uh-huh edge uh-huh. edge grain uh-huh cutting boards with that i love it i love it yeah so just glue up all the faces the pretty faces you want just mm-hmm. the, the the mulch yeah. stuff inside. but you could you can make it to where the faces are on the outside so it's yeah. on the edge yeah and then you get the nice uh osb I'll, filled top and then i want to just lay or um CNC it out and then epoxy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fill it in. It's great. You're welcome. But these are all good. Good. These ideas. are all good business ideas. decisions so with anyways, Dunlap. I, that's just one of the projects for the laser. I have a bunch of ideas that I gotta get out. I've been working on. Um, I've been trying to make my own designs and play around with the tolerances to make sure that stuff fits tightly when you're assembling it. Uh, so I've been dialing into laser. That's been a lot of fun actually to get all that stuff figured out. And um, aside from that, I'm working on some display stands that I need to get uh, for a buddy of mine. So I started work on those today. Uh, that's just like, it's literally going to be just pine and whatnot, but he's going to, he's going to get them painted, um, somewhere else. I don't have to deal with that luckily, but we need to make him custom for the stuff that he sells. Uh, cause he does these like fairs and events and I have an event coming up in just a couple of weeks. Actually, this is on the 25th, whatever, like the third week of March. So I need to make a bunch of cutting boards. I'm down to like maybe four or five cutting boards. I got to make more. And perfect thing happened today. Keith stopped by today because I cut a, a a template for him on a laser, and he brought me all of his trash, all the trash walnut. That One he's man's away. trash is another man's cutting. And this boards. is like you know eight quarter walnut by like two, three, four inches, whatever. Some good pieces. I could just that's, take all of them, glue them up, and have a bunch of small serving boards that I. Those that's coffee see. veneer. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to use a bunch of that. Some of it is checked and crappy, so I'm going to be tossing it. I'll I'll be pretty selective. I want to make sure. Why you got to hate check people like that? Oh, yeah, because they know what they did. But uh, basically, I'm going to, you know, uh, channel my inner Dunlap and and Keith Johnson and just burn some walnut. Because why not? There you go. Very exciting. Um, And aside from that, just been Etsy, man. Etsy is, it's weird. It was fluctuating. We're talking about this in a pre-show where some weeks, like you'll, you won't sell a thing for like months. And then out of nowhere in one week, you'll sell like five or six of them, which that like, that just goes to show you that if Etsy puts it in front of enough people's eyes, that stuff will sell. And people are like, oh, my stuff's not selling. Like, it's just not getting to the people that want to buy it because there's people that want to buy it. If, if Etsy just put one product in your shop in front of everyone like in a community uh you would get hundreds of sales easily so like there's always someone looking to buy the stuff you got you never know when it's going to happen just sometimes it's the luck of the draw sometimes it's just a a post like dan doing the the video on facebook and it blew up so yeah that's why we've said this before you know always be listing always be throwing up a listing exactly it's 20 cents for a listing. Put it up. You never know. Unless. It might not sell now. It'll, it might sell four months from now. I honestly, I haven't paid for a listing in like two months now because people keep using my sign up for Etsy 40 free listings link. So oh. they get 40 free listings. I get 40 free listings. So I know it's only like $8 per each sign up, but I haven't paid for a listing in like hey, that's two months. A, yeah. That's a yeah. check beer. That's a, that's, that check math checks out. 
There you go. Mm. Anyways, that's all I got. Let's get into questions. Let's do it. Let's oh, do, do it. we do questions here? We do. This... Well, we do the answers. They we have the people call in with the questions. Oh, correct. Yeah. Uh, where are they? Oh, but I only one. want them if Michael Holmes is the first one. Well, he's not. It's Mark Alms, so you're oh. in deep <laughs> doo doo. <laughs> Hey, Pete, Dan, and Keith. I, I mean, Mike. Sorry, I get confused after the latest couple episodes. Anyway, this is the uh, Walmart version of Michael Alm calling in again, Mark Alms. I have a question specific to Instagram. At this point in time, do you see any business value from the platform currently, or do you continue to post simply due to the community and personal side of the application? And also, Pete, I know you've been updating the audience on your rapid growth over the last few months. Uh, are there any primary contributors to this that you've attributed that to you? Just uh, curious. Cheers, guys. Dan? Um, I don't see a whole lot of value from Instagram as far as business opportunities. Um, I'm certainly not making any sales from over there. And if, if it is, it's kind of minimal. I do get a few people ask me about inserts or whatever. but uh, And it, I'm not even making a whole lot of money off the Reels bonus over there now. So I'm... I'm Focusing more in that regard over on Facebook. But I continue to post over there because it's fun and I, d I do enjoy the community. I enjoy the woodworking community and the maker community. So I like to stay involved as much as I can. I certainly could involve myself a little better, but, you know, time is precious and it all takes time. So what about you, Pete? What do you what do you feel? You, you've been crushing it over there lately. So, yes, I, I hit a wave. Um so, well, let me start with the first part of it, which is um, <clears throat> I think Instagram can provide a ton of business value depending on what you do. Um, for example, if, you know, if you do woodworking projects and that's what you sell on Etsy or other places, Facebook marketplace, doesn't matter. Uh, but your Instagram page is you messing around in a shop and just like kind of the stuff I do, just shop projects, whatever, like whatever I'm working on at the time it's not really going to lead you to get a lot of customers. Um, you know, your friends and family and people that follow you are going to support you. But unless you're like my audience, a lot of them are other people in garages and shops that like to see the process. So when I make a tool or a, an accessory for a tool, that's my customer base. So I'm right. actually getting a good amount of um, traction from that. Is it a ton? Absolutely not. But it's enough like i'll do a, i'll do a post or sometimes somebody will get a package of mine they'll do an unboxing and a story i'll repost it and i'll sell that exact same thing that same day so like it does have some value people will buy the stuff sometimes they're just like oh yeah i meant to get that or like oh i didn't know i agree with that, that. that's so a good point there is some value um but it also you have to think about what you're doing like now my business even more is becoming content um and the product like that's just another department of what I do here, like for all of us. So, so the content part of it, like, yeah, having the followers, having the views, that's all good credit to have to bring to a conversation with a brand that's going to say like, well, he's got good influence. He has great engagement. He's got a lot of views on his videos. Like that's a resume, however you look at it. So, uh, whether it's, you know, 1000, 2000, hundred thousand, like you have some kind of, um, level of authority to, use your, your Instagram as uh, basically a negotiating chip. And as far as the, the growth I had, my growth, I went from 44,000, uh, in December to now I just hit 92,000 and it's finally leveled off. I'm kind I'm not, I'm now seeing negative numbers. It's the hump is finally, as long down. as you don't pass me, it's all good. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working I'm, on I'm it. I'm happy for you. 
But you pass me, constri- my my mood will change. I I essentially I I had a video pop off. Uh, it hit. It ended up hitting one point two million at the time. Uh, but I was because that one was popping off. I was posting aggressively every single day and being consistent. And then one of those videos popped off. That I think ended up hitting twenty two million. And then as I was continuing to post, I had a third video hit just past thirty three million, which is. Woo! bonkers numbers. Was that your that your feet video? Yeah, this stupid foam cutting. There's people arguing on it left and right. It's hilarious. That's what you want though. You want oh, people you arguing. And I, you want contention I in the comments. never felt more you. like Daniel Dunlap than like reading those comments and only responding to the snarky ones or people I like, you know? But like just being able to like respond back, slightly snarky right back. Um, but you know, and, and first it was like excitement. I'm growing. Second was like Oh, like I don't like I don't deserve this. This isn't how I wanted to like grow my account. I wanted to grow it with good content, not with just something popping off. But then I was like, no, you know what? If you average out the amount of hours I've put into all of this over the last five plus years, like you know what? It's it it's come due. So I'll take the I'll take the success and just do something good with it. So, but yeah, Instagram I think is totally worth it. Mike, what do you think? Oh, I don't think Instagram's worth it anymore. Ah. I don't like for my time. I just it's like um, right now with the my business, I have a thing that's making me money, and then I have things that don't make me money. And there's things I want to invest time into. Um, the thing with Instagram is the community is the best community on Instagram. Like the, there's no better community than the community on Instagram. Also, I have a lot of bl- sweat equity into Instagram, so it's really hard to just be like, I'm done. Um, yeah, on, taking time. On a like on a business from a business standpoint, it's just not making money. It just doesn't. It it's my time. It's very hard to split my time right now. It's very hard to justify things. If I'm if I'm like if they there's if it's one of these weird patches where Instagram is just not serving up my post, it's just simply not worth thirty minutes to get a post up. It's just not worth it. If it's not getting in front of people, I mean, for me as a business owner whose livelihood depends on my time into my business, this business that I'm talking about right now, my furniture business, it is not worth my time. Um, it's just not. It Things have to make me X amount of dollars per hour to make sense anymore. That's just my life. Um, so they just have to. Uh, Instagram doesn't bring me much work, uh, but Instagram does close jobs for me. Sometimes I'll get into an email conversation and randomly towards the end, customer will be like, whoa, I just saw your Instagram. That's really great. Next email, quote is approved. So they'll see things like that and go, okay, this person does, it validates a little bit, uh, whether or not that's good or bad, it does sometimes. But in terms of it bringing in work, uh, it does bring in content work, um, but it's really hard to, I mean, I get paid brand deals. Full stop. I get paid brand deals and they're good. They're good money. There's good money. Um, people will say things about content who don't make money on content, which is very weird to me that people will make comments about brand deals and sponsorships and stuff when they don't actually do that. So I don't really understand how that becomes a thing for some people when they don't actually do that. So for me, that part of it does make sense. Uh, so I do that. I keep an active thing there because it brings in, I have contracts and I have um, retainers with several brands where I need to post a couple times or once a month with it for them. That is a business thing. So yes, from that standpoint, yes. But from the pure, should I post to Instagram for the Instagram sake? I don't see any value in it anymore. It's really hard for me. I don't see it being a value 
And I just, it's too inconsistent. The algorithm is too, they change it too much. It's too much of a, um, no one wanted reels. They just have thrusted reels on us as hard as they possibly could. And it's completely changed the entire landscape of Instagram. You're either doing nothing or you're doing a ton. And you're probably not doing a ton very often. You're probably mostly doing nothing. So um, it's never, it's just too all over the place. And it's really hard from a business standpoint to go to have a brand be like, hey, we'd like you to do this post. What kind of stuff are you going to get? Well, it's like, well, shoot, in October, I had a video did 37 million views. But this month, I'm barely breaking 6K on views. Like, I don't know what's going, like, you just can't explain. It's like, what's happening? Like, how is it not, how can it be this inconsistent of a platform? So as a business owner and from a business person standpoint, I don't think it's worth it. Honestly, I'm actively pivoting myself to YouTube. Um, Also, YouTube might not be worth it. I feel like that's not going to be the case, but um, I'm actively doing that. I have a partnership with a guy and we're actively chasing YouTube hard and we're trying to figure out our our voice over there and trying to figure it out. Like I'm putting a lot of of time into that because I think there's a future there for us. Um, I have put Nothing on TikTok in months. I don't care about TikTok. The money there is a joke. Like having a big account is valueless unless you're making money off of it. That's my opinion. Having a big company is valueless unless you're making money off of it. None of it matters unless you're making money. Like having 200,000 subs or followers, having 100,000 subs. If there's a guy making who has 10,000 followers and he's crushing the income, that guy's beating out the person with 3 million followers who's making nothing. That's the bottom line. Like the bottom line is the bottom line. And if there's no money being made, it's just not worth it. Now, is it fun? Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Instagram's really fun. Like I love talking to people. I love, I've, I've been having some pretty bad back pains for the last few weeks. And I started talking about it a few days ago. And I haven't had as much engagement on Instagram <laughs> as the, uh, the, 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 you know, what's the, what's the, seat cushion coaches or whatever these people are doctors are coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden with solutions oh, to my back problems which is appreciated armchair quarterbacks armchair doctors <laughs> <laughs> which is really appreciated like i mean you know there's a lot of back pain in the world a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that everyone's it's because like, instagram I, our community is, is basically a sea of old men we all have yeah so it's just like it's just like you know um it's great this that wasn't me dogging on that i i just thought it was funny that like i really got all this feedback about back pain you know and it's really cool it's a cool thing to have that Business side, it's just not worth it. I just don't see it being worth it. Unless you're actually getting paid for post, which I am, so that is worth it. But if you're not, I don't see what the value I is. I think it, it's, it's also important to distinct, like obviously Instagram is one thing, but there's four platforms out there that all take the exact same media and they all want the exact same media. So you can make content. Don't just think of it as like making Instagram content. Like no, you make make the content and do post it on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube Shorts. and one of them might pop off. Like that's, you know. Yeah, it, just because it's doing right. bad on but one will doesn't help mean Ultimately it's though, but ultimately though, if it's not making you money, it's not worth it. Like it may pop off, but it popping off doesn't, all I'm saying well, is that what you, you can have a viral post. is important because you got to take it somewhere. You can't just like have a, a big page and no, you don't reach out to brands or anything. It goes back to business acumen. The bottom line is if you don't know how to run a business or take advantage of the situation and seize the moment, you won't make money off of it. You can't be afraid in the moment to not seize the moment. You, If you have like a post go off, you can get these reels in, in shorts and whatever Facebook calls them. I guess they're reels over on Facebook yeah. too. You can take the money that they give you and they'll pay you. Like Pete, you made like what, two, three grand or something from that video yeah. or something like that? Facebook, Facebook Yeah, like good money. 
that's good money. Like that's just no one can be. No one's gonna be like that's not. But good if money. I make that's a Facebook great post, money. I might as well just toss it on Instagram and the other platforms too. I'm not arguing with you at yeah, all. 100%. That's all I'm saying. If it's you're like, doing content, do it. But if it's not making you money, it's not making you money. That's all I'm saying. And Instagram, like the last time I've had a post do really well was whenever IWF was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Summer. Like that's when you were too, right, Dan? Same, right, like, right, right around right. then. Yeah, it's yeah. just like. The, how, do we, how do they expect us to justify this the without The inconsistency deals? with Instagram makes it hard to want to keep putting content yeah. on it just for the sake of putting yeah. content on it. Yeah, for I instance, I'm straight up I posted not. a reel. I posted a reel on there nine hours ago. Okay. It's only got 3,500 views. That might be good That's for some ludicrous. people, but I have 105,000 followers, which are legit followers from what I understand. I, I've never paid for followers. Let's get that out there. Um, but it has 3,500 views and I have 105,000 followers. Let's say half of them only seen it. I should have at least 52,000 views. I mean, come on. This, this, Mike's right. That's ludicrous. So notorious it, for that it, it is, is a little hard to want to do it, but at the same time, you know, like what's Pete saying, I mean, it's just another cog in the wheel. So make the content, put it out on all the, all the platforms and see what hits. I feel like it. Th- you you get that on every platform too. Like sometimes I'll I'll post something in, on oh, Facebook yeah. or YouTube and it'll have like views in the teens. And I'm like the last five videos got like eight thousand, five thousand, six thousand views, and this is sing, like double digits. What the hell? I don't know. It's all nobody just, knows how it's it works. It if you it's make not it worth, worth it. You got I think it. well, but is everyone is is that happening? Like, is there money? Come, I mean, is there really money come in from that? That's the thing. Like. Is Money's that coming in, Pete, but not from Pete, Instagram. My, my point is, is like, Pete, how, you just had that video do really well and you made good money. That is dope. Has it been worth it for the last year? I mean, whoever it's, when it's not doing well, I don't think it is. Like right now, it's not worth my time. And I have brand deals, so that makes it worth it to me because I need to satisfy those agreements. But if I don't have the brand deals, it's it's literally just monetarily not worth it if you're not making money. I think That's what I'm saying. Your like, Instagram audience is your customer base as well. It's helping you cast a wider base potentially. Obviously, not all those people that are like following up if you have something pop off are going to be people that are actually your customers. But hey, every little bit helps. It's always that's a really to, you know very act true hypothetical. Yes, yeah. obviously, if your customers are your Instagram following, then yes, but that's not the case. In woodworking. The bottom line is like the majority of your base is woodworkers at some level for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then the rest are, are people who want entertainment. So you've got whatever your percentage of people who can in theory do the thing you're making. So they're right off the bat, not your customers. They're going to be the people who be like, I could do it for 300 bucks, Dunlap. (laughs) 375, you're a monster. 50, 50. They're literally never... It's the conversation we said earlier was, I don't concern myself with the opinions of people who will never be my customer about my pieces. Yeah. It's, they literally will never be. I love the engagement. Thank you, super dumb person that I'll never meet in my whole life. Really, thank you very much. But, the, but like that comment and the engagement is the engagement making you money. And it's like, this is a conversation I just had last weekend. It's like, someone was of the same, was making the point, you know, yeah, Instagram's worth it. Because if I spend time answering those comments, then I get more engagement. But engagement in and of itself does not pay you more money. The only thing that pays you more money is hitting 35 million views on Instagram. So that's where it's like, anyway, the, it's two. It's just two different trains of thoughts. I'm just, Pete's 100% right You're on right your too. point. Yeah, or, like you gotta make I'm, it I mean, it's a, it's a, 
I mean, for me, I'm just at a point where like I have to make every hour of my day make me money because that's just my job. <laughs> but but yeah, like I won't with everything I just said, I'm not hopping off Instagram because I just love the platform and the people on there. Also, open, making a furniture business does not make sense on paper either, by the way. <laughs> like, like, there's just not a ton of money in it. Like, I could be selling, like, I could... Just like everything else. It's, it's like, um, uh, there's way more money in, like, owning, like, a cleaning company, unfortunately. But who has a passion for that? Some people might. Anyway. Um, the next question Mr. is Clean. from Michael <laughs> Alms. No, uh, this is from <laughs> Daniel Taylor Dunlap Woodworks. <laughs> What's up, guys? It is the Daniel Taylor calling in once again. Uh, first order business. Tell Keith that he absolutely killed the introduction last week. Pete, you're fired. Job anyways. Second, Pete, nice we try you, Pete. trying to uh, do my accent. Unfortunately, you weren't even Spot close, on. dude. Maybe on your way to Workbench Con if you're going through Kentucky, stop by. I'll give you some lessons and some bourbon. Uh, third, the big question is that you know everybody was kind of going back and forth on. Mike, were you the big spoon or were you the little spoon? Uh, now that we've seen that um, he is your Patrick Swayze. Unchained melody, baby. I'm kind of guessing little spoon. Anyways, real order of business. You guys have <clears throat> talked about shipping uh, a little bit recently. And my question is, how do you go about figuring in that shipping amount in the quote for a piece of furniture for a customer? Um, for example, Dan, when you uh, shipped the bed uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, how did you go about figuring that price into your quote ahead of time? Uh, and Mike, I know you ship a, a lot of big things uh, quite often. So how do, how do you go about figuring that out? I appreciate your time. I will talk to you all later. Dan, could you elaborate on how you shipped your pants? I mean, I your bed. bed. Dang it. <laughs> Ship the, shipped well, the pants too. I shipped the bed originally about six years ago, and I haven't been able to sleep in the bed since. Right. Um, Just leave it. Yeah. No, but honestly, uh, hold on. Let me let me touch on this first. Uh, Pete. Touch it, baby. Well, Pete's. Uh, uh, pizza. Pizza. I love pizza. I love pizza. pizza. Casey's. Ugh. <laughs> Pete's rendition of Daniel Taylor was spot on. I don't know what he's thinking. <clears throat> but. Take him up on the Kentucky thing because that's where uh, bourbon no, no, country is. So, yeah. Anyway, um, basically, I, I just kind of – I guesstimated because I'd, I'd never shipped one of those beds before, first of all. But I guesstimated because I knew what parts it was going to be because I hadn't made one before. So I kind of guesstimated the boxes and, you know, I just went to pirate ship and, and I put in all my, you know, uh, what I thought I was going to be shipping. And turns out I was pretty close. I charged the client two fifty. It ended up costing me two thirteen. So, uh, as long as you kind of know the overall shape and size, you can figure it out. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I've sh- I shipped uh, a couple of those C tables to S- San Francisco last year or the year before, and I I searched for uh, a freight broker, and I think Mike will talk about that here in a sec. So, it's pretty simple. It really is. And since I invoked Michael's name. Let's hear what he has to say. Uh, first of all, I, Jason and I bounce back and forth between who's big and little spoon. Um, I, do I don't like believe held. I really don't believe that. Power bottom spoon. Like yeah. He's taller than you. It just makes sense logically. I don't know. Logistically he's, that you're the small. Man. He's a bigger the man than spoon. I am physically. Yeah. 
Um, plus your beard is... rubbing on his neck. I don't know. <laughs> he likes that. He won't admit it, but he likes it. We'll get a couple beers in a workbench gun, and he'll admit to the beard thing. Oh. Beard right. neck. Neck beard. <laughs> neck beard. Uh, I don't know where this is going. Neck beard. No, Nick Brim. Nick Brim. <laughs> no, uh, we got... Um, I, I. You just... There's so many resources to find the cost of shipping all over these days. Like, you should really just not have any excuse <clears throat> when you get done with the project. Be like, oh, this ended up costing way more than I thought. Because you can call a bunch of freight brokers and you don't have to have an account with them. If you do get an account with them, typically they'll start working with you and you'll start getting better and better prices as you work with them more. Like the first time you're ever a customer with them, they're going to be like, they're going to hit you with their highest margins to make the most money off you because you Mm. may not ever come back. But as you start coming back more, they're going to be like, okay, this person's a regular customer. Let's take care of this person. And you get more, a little bit better customer service. Um, But there's, you know, pirate ship and ship nerd. They are great. You can, you should, when you're building the project and thinking of, or when you're not building, excuse me, that's way too late. (laughs) When you're pricing the project, you should have an idea about how you are getting it to this client in your price already you should not be figuring that out at the end of the job that is stupid and you're screwing up so stop I've it. made that mistake uh, before don't do it yeah you, you literally need to be like uh, that's why i have my spreadsheet on my website uh that i sell for 799 uh but the spreadsheet has all the price has all the steps on there and it's like you know from all the way from sanding to packing up the piece you know it reminds you that oh yeah i've got to figure out how to get this to the client and then you go your due diligence, which is whatever, if it's going to be in a 20 by 20 by 20 box and you think it's going to weigh 40 pounds, <clears throat> go on ship nerd. Cause that's probably gonna be cheaper on ship nerd. If it's going to be in a 16 by 16 by four box and it's going to weigh seven pounds, it's probably gonna be cheaper on pirate ship. Uh, those are just kind of things you learn over time if you ship a bunch of stuff. So, um, but you should know that price and just keep in mind that price of that piece of paper that goes on the box. Isn't the only cost of shipping. Because you have to pack it up. You are supplying a box. <clears throat> if you have to crate it up, that's probably a half a day's labor uh, for someone in either you or in your employee to make it. Um, you can give, you know, so you got to think and about that. Also, material, the material for it. Yeah. I mean, you got like, you know, plywood's probably 65 bucks for three quarter inch ply right now, depending on where you're at. So, um, you know, you got to probably use, if it's a big table, you're going to need three sheets, maybe five sheets of plywood. So that's 300 bucks just in plywood, then two by fours. You're looking at 400 bucks just in material plus a half a day's labor. You're looking at four times, uh, what is that? $600. So you're looking at a grand just in crating. That's before you pay for the $600 freight fee to get it to Delaware that I just made up out of my head, you know? So you're talking like 2000 bucks if you're going to put your markup on it. So it's now $2,000 for this $8,000 table. You just, it's a $10,000, you know, and if you don't cover those costs, you're, you're paying for them to get their table and now the money's out of your pocket and you're full. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You have to do these things. If your client's willing to pay $8,000 for a table, they're not going to blink too much at uh, $2,000. They're not balking at the price. Yeah. Yeah, They're not, you're not near their threshold for this project. And in most cases, um, if they're seeking you out and they know you're not close, they, they should expect that. They don't care about the price they care about who made it for them exactly at that point they want a who was this they called in daniel taylor daniel taylor Daniel Taylor. they want a daniel taylor custom piece of furniture that's what they want custom crafted you, yeah. piece of furniture yeah sorry daniel with the um, accent yeah hey this is no uh pete thoughts uh so i i'm at an advantage that makes this really easy i'm on one coast of this great country of ours i Anytime I need to figure out shipping for something, we'll just pick the furthest point in the continental U.S. I do that too. And just pick yep. like, I'll, honestly, I've shipped stuff. I out. actually put Pete's I address, put your in. address in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. 
I put Pete's yeah, address in like, for everything. Just put, pick a spot and actually... I feel like as far as that advantage goes, I, I beat you all out. I'm in the middle of the country, so it doesn't matter where I pick. It's going to be the exactly. same. Yeah, actually, your shipping is probably generally the cheapest. And like... <laughs> Generally, you know, like even if you're shipping to like Hawaii or Alaska, the shipping is usually not going to be much bigger. Like obviously the distance is much larger, but USPS and UPS, they they have ways of kind of making sure that the prices are at least close. So um, it, honestly, just like get that price. If you want to do a little markup on it, round it up or something, and you've got your cost. That's the easiest way to do it. Just box something up. Like anytime I do a new product, figure it out. Do it to that. And some of the smaller stuff, I already know what it's going to cost. So I'm just kind of going off of the other stuff that I ship. But that's the easiest way to do it. Figure out your packaging. Figure out what, you know, let's say you're doing small, whatever. It's a a box. It's 12 by 18 by 10, whatever. Uh, You know it's going to be about 20 pounds. Just pick a random spot on a map. Pick a spot in Hawaii. Then you know your worst case scenario. And then pick some other spots too. You You can play around with it and do different locations and you can find out. So uh, that's the easiest way to do it. Just pick a random house and don't do mm-hmm. one other thing I would do is uh, this doesn't affect most places, but like UPS or whatever. If you pick a more rural area, uh, a random spot that's further away, rural, s- rural because some companies like handoff as well, like uh, the last leg of the shipping is done by USPS or it's usually USPS does the last leg of the shipping if you're using U- UPS or FedEx. So that. I actually don't know if that would change the shipping cost for those. Shouldn't. I don't think it does. I think it's all done by zones. So that's the easiest way to do it. Just uh, ballpark it. Yep. Yeah. Good info there. Uh, this is from Braden, Little Bug. Big old bug. Hey, guys. It's Braden with Little Bug. My question tonight is if you had to pick between your other two podcast mates and decide which one was your favorite, which one would it be? Keith. I'm just kidding. Uh, my question is what is something about woodworking or your business that almost no one agrees with you about? Uh, hope you guys have a great night. See ya. Can I go first? I got the perfect answer. Yeah, I have no thought. Yeah, go ahead. In grain, white oak cutting boards are just fine. Pete's giving me the bird. So I know my answer is correct. (laughs) I yeah, would argue uh, even farther that end grain is safer than face grain white oak for cutting boards. I would I would be okay with that. That's a closed cell wood, but no open grain on the end grain. On a face, you got open grain. Mungo, what do you say, Pete? You don't agree with that statement? Tell me why. I think you just cracked a molar grinding my teeth through your sentence. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, well, I, I agree. That's fine. Yeah, that's, it's, I think that's okay, Dan. Ingrained I, ash is also good. Yeah, yeah. You just want to fill each right, little thing with a I'm out on with that. epoxy. <laughs> that's that's open <laughs> cell. I'm out. That's that's straight up uh, bacteria. None grounds. of Dan's customers have died to our knowledge, so I think it's safe. Well, but how are they going to have died? Yeah, there's, talking. No, there's no evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> that's right. Um, I, this is really hard to answer. I, like, what's I if, if if I had to think about one thing is that like I have I have better tools than some of the like professional shops that I've seen and I don't use it for for like full-time woodworking like that's and th- that's not a thing that everyone would disagree with but like some people look at my shop and they're like you're like why why do you need all that or you're wasting it or whatever or, like you don't need that or 
you can get you oh, know, yeah. it's like all this stuff but like yeah i got him because i want to i love this hobby and i can make whatever i want literally right now the only like, thing i can't work with is metal and i can in a, in a way but i can't do welding like that's literally the only thing i can't do in my shop but like anything else i can laser cut cnc or figure out how to do it with all the other tools and then if i break it 3d print a replacement whatever like it, I I can just make whatever I want and I love it. Uh, but some people really don't like that. <laughs> whatever, that's their opinion. There's a lot of angry people in the world. People are just jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mike? Michael. Oof, I don't know. I can't even think of anything. List I all the things you're stuff. doing that um, everyone thinks is wrong. Uh. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I got I got one. I got one. Oh. Making what? miter cuts on the CNC. Oh yeah, that one is. That's good. I mean, that's just good content. But again, like I just, I don't even listen to that. I just don't care. <laughs> I just want to do what I want to do. I don't know. Oh, someone got upset with me that I in my stories that I said that uh, using a bandsaw to cut tails for a dovetail was hand cut dovetails. So <laughs> I'm using my hands. Yeah, I don't know. What to I tell love you. it. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, people get so uh, angry about. I, I don't know. That's I, love I love it. You know, I love it. I like it when they get mad because it just doesn't affect my, what I'm doing doesn't affect them. And I could not, I literally could not care less about their opinion about what I'm doing. Care. I literally could. Yeah. Is it negative care? <laughs> like negative I just care. can't like, it's like our health care. Negative, negative care. care. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that hurts. It's because that a heart because of the bad health care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just, the, well, I this just takes care. us into it's our next so question. It really does. Yeah. This is a very good segue. Um, yeah, the next question is from, uh, you know, Malcolm, Malcolm from to the right of the center from, from <laughs> Hey guys, it's Malcolm from Boston Nova Woodworks. And this week, my question is a part two of last week's question. So last week I asked for the weirdest question you guys have been asked, whether it's through the podcast or in person or whatever, but I excluded comments this week. I'd like to hear your weirdest or worst comments and how you've dealt with them. Thanks. Dan, got to go to you with weirdest and worst. <laughs> you know, like it, it depends on the day. I get so many weird and dumb comments, you know, like after a day, I've forgotten about them unless they're really bad and, they, and I stew on them for a while. But today, like just talking about that, that the C word table that I make, um, <laughs> I'm just going full. Uh, anyway, Couch uh, table. <laughs> You know, I I posted the link to the table and somebody said, oh, that's basically three boards and, and some paint. That's that's what okay. I, most tables are. Most, most yeah. pieces of furniture. Well, three I know I, I I need to value your comment. You clearly know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know. It's usually, it's usually from people who, you know, they, they think they, they, they come into the comments and they think they have authority. And it's like, really? Really? Thank you. But I can't think of anything specific. There's just so much. It's it's like it's like I know what a woman feels sort of don't, when don't she down, gets mansplained don't, too. Don't go down this road. No, I feel like with the comments. Are you with mansplaining? All the new- mansplaining? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, oh no! There go our oh, three no. listeners. Oh. <laughs> no, I under I kind of understand now. I I feel Ladies, like. Let me tell you about mansplaining. <laughs> I, no, that's not what I'm saying. I feel like, like I childbirth. I know exactly what you're going through. I think you're mansplaining my mansplaining comment right now. Okay, you're not letting me talk. We, is this mansplainception? Listen, honey. <laughs> but I feel like all the know-it-alls are mansplaining how to do something. 
It's it's crazy. Anyway, Pete, do you have any like good stories? I mean, you have to get some stupid comments I, when I have, whenever you share something from that that like Emma's in. in I, the, yes. So like it, for a while, the weirdest comments were like Emma related, and uh, when she would be in some videos, and it was usually feet related because people were just weird. Like she was barefoot in the shop doing the flip top cart thing, and. Of all the weird comments, like, more than half of them were about, like, some of the nice feet. Like, more feet. Like, what? Wait, it's this, this literally... Was your... it sexual or just, like, a comment about safety? Well, though? some was about safety, but then there was, like, no, like, more of those feet or whatever. Like, like Can weird, I lick between your toes? Weird stuff. Weird, weird stuff. And some Uncle of Randy comes pe- hot I'm with can I pour comments. Can I pour marinara on your feet, any chance? <laughs> um, I'm not even talking about, like, the people that are, you should really be wearing shoes. Like, that's... Okay, I'll take that. Cool, but thank you for the engagement. Hey, Malcolm. Sorry uh, about so that. Really rude of you, Malcolm. Not sure how that happened. <laughs> but uh, in the last month, with all like the videos popping off, and this is actually even more on Facebook. Is more on Facebook? More, yeah, more on Facebook. And it's this like blind, stupid confidence that some of these people have. Like Dan's saying, like they're just they are mansplaining oh, they just it. Roll in there man. with confidence. They're just man. like that's wrong. Period. They they have to throw the period in, and then like, like what? Like that's not the right way to do it. And I'll respond like, eh, it's the left way to do it. And I just like like messing with some of them. The dumber the comment, oh, yeah. the more I want to mess with it. Sometimes Emma's like, come on, don't like. Why A lot you? of times I egg those people yeah. on to get more comments out of them. Just you know, it's self serving in that because it's engagement. Regard, and so, like sometimes yeah. I'll ask them a dumb question about their dumb comment, and you know who's really go good at that. If you don't follow John uh, Wick, Wicks, over I love Wicks his Woodwork. No, no. The <laughs> it's a great movies. But I'm talking about uh, Wicks Woodworking. He, he's in the shop with his kid a lot, and he gets a lot of troll comments, and he handles them really well. Go really? look at some of his comments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John's anyway. a dude, too. I think the way you handle it, because uh, there is obviously, like, I don't know how some people get away with all the, tr- like, some of the really rude trolly comments, and some with, like, some profanity in there. That don't get flagged because I will say like girls are weird on Instagram and one of my posts and uh, I got flagged. My post got taken down for hate someone speech. for sure reporting exactly, you, but for sure. But like you have to be careful with what you say. You obviously don't want to call someone an idiot or whatever. Sometimes you'll like write a comment as a joke to you. Like I'll be writing it. Oh today. yeah, it's like you sure you want to post this? This is gonna go against your whatever. I'm like, I uh, one of my buddies, my actual in in real life buddies, posted something and. Uh, he made a comment back to me, and I, you know, I did what I always do to you guys, and I said, "I'll cut you." <laughs> that got flagged, yep. taken down right away. Like, I, whoa! Someone, when I got my laser, someone said something, and I said, "I'll laser your brains out" or something, and I got like flagged for you know trying to murder a whole for, family or yeah. something crazy like that. It was like ridiculous. It's just like okay, so. My advice is... You can't is, even fit someone's head under the gantry. How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> and, I, and I really learned this from, from Dan. It's like, I'm not a spiteful person, but Dan is... He is one of the kings of like, or at least the prince of like snarky remarks. Prince. Now, Dan occasionally does get like a little over the top or go straight for their mom. Uh, sometimes people straight, can get under my skin. I'm a human. No, no, it's fine. It's, I, it, as for with me too. But I love a good snarky comment because most of the time they're going to respond back and it's always extra fun. Um, so I think I'd say just like, uh, take each one of those really negative comments as if you're talking to some idiot that mean like that doesn't know any better and, uh, just have fun with it. That's it. Just, just give it right back to them. And then the really dumb ones, just ignore who cares. 
you know, engagement. Mike, I like how we've turned Malcolm's question of what's the weirdest comment you got onto a rant about stupid commenters. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what it is. It just It's usually it's ones like calling us idiots for doing something. And like sometimes we're being a little trolly doing something. But at other times it's just like they're just dumb <laughs> and rude. Mike, you get a lot of trolls too, probably. Like dumb beard uh, looks like a box of cereal. Right, <laughs> it's mostly Jackman. No, the uh, not really. Honestly, like I, I honestly, it's like not as my on, real honest is my posts just aren't getting reaching outside of my following. Like, so I'm not seeing any of that in a while. Like when posts get outside of my following, then it's like, oh, this guy, That's you know, true. is dumb or whatever. So like my following is. People who follow me for a reason, I would assume. So they're generally supportive. For dad ass. Um, yeah, for this dump truck of a... Um, but no, they. Uh, I, I'm not getting reach outside of my following at all. I'm just not. So I'm not seeing it right now. When I get it, I typically pin it. It's a pin oh, comment. I pin it immediately, and I know this is gold. It, and as soon as I pin it, whatever my response is going to be is going to get at least 50 likes and it helps engagement a lot because I always make it some sort of rude attack on them. I always make sure it's like some sort of witty comment back and that gets a ton of – like that will get a lot of likes. And, and then, then share that in your stories too. It's even <laughs> right? better when someone else, like one of your followers, someone in a community rips into that person before you even get into it and yeah. like oh. – yeah. In this fight, <laughs> like yes, yeah, yeah. You can if you can like that. If you can basic basically, when I'm pinning it and I make a comment, I'm basically inviting the community to attack this person, help me kick them while they're down. That's like what. Anytime I'm doing. anyone <laughs> is mean to Alma, the community just like rallies. They get so mad and they rip the person apart. I remember last time somebody was like telling her she wasn't using the tracks all right, and people just ripped apart some dude. <laughs> Well, whatever you're trying to mansplain how to use a yeah she talked song. about that when she was a guest oh on yeah podcast, to a festival rep <laughs> or a festival yeah associate it was uh yeah just just take advantage of those dummies and use them to your fullest extent uh seize the moment uh the next question is from Thomas French hey guys Hey. My question tonight is for Mike because you were at the festival convention, but Pete and Dan, I'd also be interested in your answers too. Which tool at the convention was so impressive you wish you took and ran away with? I am going to speak very slowly for the rest of this message, just in case this break was actually for number, number two. <laughs> the small table saw seems nice, but isn't it a bit small to be really practical? Alright, shake, shake, zip, washed hands, and done. Bye guys. This speed break is probably offered to you by tsg.mex on YouTube and Instagram. Please don't pin drive. <laughs> I appreciate you giving right, us a I'll, break. <laughs> I'll, jump, uh, I'll jump into this. So the small saw is, is the coolest thing they showed. It's a it's a table saw in a sustainer. It's cool. sick. Like it really is cool. Um, Aren't all the accessories it has a slider? like to the top of it? Like, Everything's, everything's in it, in dude. It, right? Like it's it's really engine. It's like German engineering at its absolute finest. Like very cool tool. Do I need it in my shop as a furniture maker? No. no. It makes no sense. That is not geared towards me. 
It is not geared towards probably this entire show's <laughs> audience. It is geared towards a guy or gal who does trim and finish carpentry in homes and does a lot of crown mold, does a lot of mold, uh, you know, trim pieces, cabinet work. Uh, I still want one because yeah. that slider is crazy accurate. Like it is cool. so nice. Those linear rails are so nice. Is it battery it's only? done so well. Uh, yes. And, um, it's, it's fine. Like, I mean, you could, um, their cordless lineup. I mean, that was the whole push was for that whole thing was cordless lineup. It was pretty impressive stuff, but the the tool, the the saw is cool. I could see myself using it a lot for, I'd literally break it out for miters on small pieces for boxes, for custom boxes and stuff. Do I need a tool dedicated to that? Do I need to spend that much money on it? Probably not. I mean, it's not going to make much sense in my shop. Am I probably going to get it just because... I like Festool a lot, and I think the tool is really – I probably will. I mean, tools are part of my life, yeah. and it's just kind of how it goes. It just is what it is. So <laughs> that tool was very cool. The most practical tool that they announced uh, for my shop is the TS60, which is the new track saw. Uh, it is so, so nice. I cannot overemphasize how nice that track is saw is. Is it a thin curve? It is a, it's a 1.8 thin mm-hmm. curve with more power. It actually doesn't have the detachable – cord anymore because the power is over what the united states allows for detachable power cords so it has the bigger motor than the ts75 does uh it is we were cutting so we did that furniture build off i was cutting a full depth through one and a half inch walnut i i didn't even feel the it was amazing like i could run it through that thing oh full depth one and a half inch Dan, it was so nice, dude. It was. Nice. I was like, "Oh, geez, this is noticeable." Yeah, normally, better. something like that, we'd take two or three passes. Right, exactly. That's and it, crazy. I mean, new blades on it for sure for the demonstration. But still, I think I was when we used it. I felt confident that the. Um, I felt confident that I could do that, even when the blade was dull. I mean, it was. It was. I'm getting one immediately. Did you so? trigger the anti-kickback right because it's got no riving knife or i didn't try to but it does it has a riving knife but it has anti-kickback so i rarely run into that so it wasn't like a big selling point for me Um, that was gonna be my answer that saw that what intrigues me about that Mm -hmm. saw is the scoring blade that's on there so that's a separate model but it's the same blade it's the same ts60 but they have one with a scoring attachment on the front i don't do a lot of melamine so i don't really care um, and I don't really do what a kind of blade of is it? Like, I mean, just like a mark, like a it's notch. running the other way. It's like a oh, so four inch blade. It goes down. Blade. It just, yeah. Oh yeah. It's another blade in front of the blade and it has, Prevents, uh, it only uh, cuts like out. a 16. Yeah, well, it just gets it rid of like the veneer. Over the I've top. never seen it on a yeah. circular saw. It's or track saw. pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, if you're doing a lot of cabinet work, if you don't have, I mean, I've seen C, so not really, it's negligible value for me. Like there's no value, but if you're again, if you're if you have a sprinter van full of tools you take on site, you're probably doing a lot of trim work. You probably want a scoring unit on yours. So that was very cool. No value for me, but very cool. Um, uh, next step in track saw technology. But I didn't I know guess. about the the extra power where you could cut one and a half inch walnut. I mean, oh, I didn't realize it was a bigger motor. It's nice, motor. Dan. Wow, it's nice. <laughs> like I'm, it can't get as deep as the TS seventy five, but you know the TS the fifth the fifty five. You can actually do a miter, a 45-degree miter. I want to say you can do a f- full two-inch thick cut with it yes, at, a mi- at 45. Uh, with the 55? No, no, with the 60. With, 60. Oh, with, with the 55, the... you cannot. With the 55, can't? you cannot. You can I'm, only do an inch and a half. I'm, I'm almost very intrigued with this thing. Like, I, I hmm. might so the six, trade in that 75. I could be wrong, Dan. I'll take – but I'm, I'm keeping my 75. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep the 60 in the main shop and then the cordless – 55 will go into the cnc shop because matt uses it to break down sheet goods all the time for the cnc so it makes sense for him to have it over there 
Um, so, and then they had a cordless reciprocating. Saw. Yeah, the cordless reciprocating yeah. saw. With and dust collection, like, I saw. It worked, man. I mean, I don't. Everybody need one, that was using it, we, it looked like it worked great. No, I love everyone's content. I actually, we, we use a reciprocating saw to break down thick slabs because the blades are like six <clears> inches long, and a jigsaw can't do it, and a cirque saw can't do it, and we have like four plus inch thick. So I'm probably gonna buy it for that because I don't have a beam saw. And honestly, I'll be really honest, like a jigsaw or a, a reciprocating saw kind of works better for me than a, than a beam saw. Right. And for what I'm doing, because I just need to rough break it down to get it on the CNC. To and you don't want to so. use like a track saw or a circular saw for that. It's, I mean, you could too it much bind work. and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. With, yeah. So, so I, I have a Hilti, which is actually a pretty nice circ, uh, reciprocating saw, but I'm probably going to buy this Festool one just because I'm addicted to the Festool tools. Yeah. And like you're using it. You know how when you're using a reciprocating saw, you're just like, it's like a jackhammer. Yeah. thing doesn't vibrate at all. <laughs> oh, really? It doesn't okay. vibrate at all. Like, you I actually like, use my Milwaukee mm-hmm. Recip saw for uh, busting loose the the dust that collects in my HEPA filter. <laughs> you hold it against it, <laughs> <laughs> just because it, yeah. it's like a jackhammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like oh, that's right. You got oh, that, that was like, cool. Big dong attachment for it, right? I got bad news for our listeners. The 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 dildo broke. I had to throw it oh, out. Oh no, yeah. that's really sad. Well, we'll have to do a sad song here. Yeah. You'll have to do it. You're the editor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah, Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> No, we uh, and then they had a bunch of new drills. Um, there's um, I feel like I'm oh, the CTC MIDI. Uh, it's a cordless dust mm-hmm. extractor. That's actually going to be here in the shop next week. They're sending me one to try out um, and do some content on. Um, I'm kind of like I'm not sure how we're going to use that in our shop because we don't do a lot of installs. But uh, I have some ideas now for how we're going to use it in a furniture. Have they shop, revamped so. their batteries, uh, or it's all still the same battery line? They're pulling a lot, so th- you can do. Uh, 30 minutes of solid straight sanding on the lowest suction setting, which I put my, just pro tip, put your dust extractors on the lowest setting when you're sanding, because what happens is, is the dust extractors are so good. They pull your sanding, your sander to the top and you get more swirl marks. So if you lower your suction to the lowest setting, That's you don't right. get as I much, remember, uh, I remember Sedge, oh, Sedge was saying that yep. in, yep. in Austin, I believe. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, but anyway, the lowest setting on that thing. They said 30 straight minutes of sanding. Now, keep in mind, 30 straight minutes of sanding is a lot of sanding you're going to get done. So um, now that's sanding but also, with the sander plugged into the vacuum, right? No, no? The, 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 the va- you can't plug into the vacuum. Oh, uh, okay. So, you so need that the- will have to get its own power unit. So with the, the CTC MIDI will come with the Bluetooth remote button that you put on that's the thing. Right. Yeah. We're actually going to probably use it exclusively with the Origins uh, just because that button feature is is really nice to turn it on when you're using the Origins. So anyway... There's ways we're going to use it in the shop. I'm not sure 100% if I can be like, yeah, as a furniture maker, you need a cordless dust extractor when corded dust extractors exist still. But uh, we're getting it. We'll figure out how to use it and make it. A lot of install-based so, um, stuff. And, right. But I think it's, it's very good stuff for, for like on. I mean, we have to do an on-site thing uh, next in San Francisco next <laughs> week. Like, I'm, I mean, Matt's going down there. I'm hoping this gets here in time because Matt's going to have to – if Matt has the cordless one, that's going to be way better because then he can put the drill driver – Set and all the tools he needs on the sustainer and roll it in and do the yeah. stuff at this job site. So is that your um, job with rice aroni, the San Francisco yeah, treat? Right. Yep. We're doing a uh, rice uh, tensegrity table, rice epoxy <laughs> tensegrity table for rice aroni. <laughs> What's what was that when everyone was like breaking up? Uh, What's the, the the crappy food ramen? Yeah, the ramen. ramen. <laughs> the rice, the rice and epo- yeah. the ramen epoxy tables. Yeah, no, uh, we're not doing that. That's a rumor, and you need to stop spreading that. <laughs> um. So anyway, your guys' thoughts on any of those tools? I cool, cool, cool. I love that. Yeah, the uh, I think that's super cool. 
that TS sixty to me looked and that, really intriguing, and it's nice it, to hear that it's got all that power. No, it's dope. Like I'm really impressed with it. I'm, I'm, I didn't I didn't realize that the uh, the scoring blade was a a different like tool, a separate a model. Atom. It's a yeah, different separate. model. Yeah, like there you can get like you can get. I'm. I actually didn't inspect, and I probably should have. I don't know if you can just take that scoring unit off and just have because it's longer by like nine inches. You oh. know what I mean? Like yeah. nine inches oh. longer. You know? Oh, um, you did so, the joke right. I like it. Okay. Say, I did. Say, it. Yeah, say yeah. one. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it was uh, it was cool. Those those, those tools. I, there were I great, honestly, so. I really hope that a corded version of that table saw comes out because that I see that saw becoming like you know the people that don't have room for a full size saw. They have a car in the shop, whatever it is. Uh, or they do installs like and being able to plug in and have permanent power all the time. I think it'd be. I really don't cool. see that as a hobbyist saw though. I mean, you got to understand that that saw is going to cost quite a bit of money. There are people that don't have the space for a big saw, but have the money for a nice saw. I'll I'll That's say that. True. That's true. That's true. People it, will just throw money at their and hobby. The thing is, like, like in Europe, they have the small like what we you know everyone around here is getting the small like Dewalt contract or the contractor saw. I guess is called whatever. The uh, job site saw, like job, job site, site saws and stuff. Like there is a festival version of that in Europe and it's really nice, but we don't have it here. And I think a lot of people would, would invest in one of those if it was here, but we'll see. You never know. This might just oh, be the first the batch co- of it. The cool, the other cool thing about that saw is that it's a digital, yeah, the, the digital, digital readout height and it's all and dials. Angle, so right? you like height and yeah, it, it's, so it's nice. sick. It's really cool. Like I don't, I mean, you can set the, the, the I miter, actually love that. you know, the love smooth. that feature. It, it's slick. It's really smooth too. So, um, it's, it's pretty slick. It, it's a cool tool. I, I don't know. It's not going to take a lot for me to justify it, but I'm going to have to do some justifying for it for my shop. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. <laughs> uh, that was it for... Oh, no. There was another question that was written in by Mr. Adam yep. J. Barnett. I'm assuming his middle name is Jims. Jims, not James. Jims. Jabroni. Yeah, um, Jabroni. Adam Jabroni Barnett. Uh, Mike, what was the cool... Oh, I just answered that. What was the coolest thing you saw at the festival event? That's... Uh, I Jason see previous Bent. comments. Jason Bent and you doing the ghost pottery thing doing, on a doing table the ghost saw. Ghost pottery thing. Resawing yeah. wood. Yeah. <laughs> that was, they were doing. that event was cool because my team was for the most part. I mean, J- Jason was on my team. That was a last minute. Ad. So was that like um, a was that like a, a thing like we did in Austin? Was it two teams and you guys did build exactly off? The same. And- so what they're doing now, it's cool. Is they're going to do uh, one at uh, one in one in Austin at Rubio, one at Festool at Lebanon. And then one in the country headquarters in San Francisco. Is that even yeah, safe? The country of Lebanon. Yeah, they're gonna the one in Shaper. <laughs> that seems irresponsible. I don't know. Uh, and then Shaper Tools headquarters in San Francisco is gonna be doing one too. So there's gonna be Very three a year now. It's gonna be slick. Yeah, we gotta get on that. So list. Um, I'll have my so guy that, call that was. Yeah, we'll do that, that rice build off sounds great. <laughs> rice aroni tinsegrity epoxy table build off. We do it like Iron Chef, no, uh, where like they in the beginning they just lift oh! up the thing and it's like, oh, you have to incorporate like leaks into all the tables. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> tofu, uh, corks, corks. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's gonna be uh, so that's pretty cool. But it was a great build off. It was fun. All the people were. It was great. It was solid. It was really. Um, an honor to be a part of that. So that you was made memories and new friends. It looked like right. Well, not a lot of new friends. Uh, I got to meet Dusty. Dusty, uh, that guy's really as chill as you would imagine. Dusty, so, Dusty from... Lumber Co. Lumber Co. Okay, I thought you meant yeah, uh, the company. Of lumber. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your guys' freaking YouTube channels are like one point seven million off of shorts. <laughs> you. 
<laughs> it's crazy. So is he monetized yet? One point seven. No, he's not quite there yet. He's got to get seventy-three billion more views. So uh, no, no, he's working on. Dude it. gets insane. Like, go look at his channel. It's insane. His numbers bonkers. are bonkers. <laughs> well, maybe bonkers. we'll maybe we'll invite him on the show someday, and maybe he'll tell us no. Uh, you know what? I guarantee you he'd come on the show. I don't think he's never been. He is. He was telling me he's never ever been to any events like that ever. That was his first event everything. ever. Really? I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I've never been invited to any of these things. I was like, interesting. He's okay. a super nice guy. Really, I don't. I'm gonna actually message him. Should we have him on the show? That'd be Heck great. Heck yeah. You know? I'd love to he's have Dustin. Like he's he super seems nice. Real nice. He's ve- he's the reason I mean, he does so well is because he seems so approachable and he is that approachable. He just he's smiles nice a lot guy. in his reels, so yeah. <laughs> figure he's puts, a nice guy. He does it puts for me through tusks, tenons, and everything, and smiling, smiling. Yeah, uh, and then quick programming note: next week we'll have Eric Spensley on the Yay. show. Uh, also, WorkbenchCon is in two weeks. I actually don't think you can buy tickets after. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's we got time for that. Never mind. Um, you, if you're gonna buy a WorkbenchCon ticket, use code AWP. Mm-hmm. You get fifty bones. That's fifty doll hairs off the price. We get fifty bucks if you prove to us with an invoice that you bought a ticket using our receipt. We and a birth certificate, a <laughs> and yeah, we need we need some. Uh, we'll we need have to provide a W nine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we will bring you on as a non employee contractor and Hope buy you, you one like drink. Chalada. Um, <laughs> Dan, Dan they sell chalada at the bar. Full of tre- <laughs> chalada trench coat is the name of the episode. Standing in the shadows. Yeah. You guys want any chalada? Yeah, we're coming up. Coming in hot. Let's say yeah. Thursday, so less than two weeks, we will be in hot Atlanta. And the yeah, week after that, that episode is going to be awesome for anyone that, well, even if you it want. Won't be but good. It, it, I need to talk to you about the week after work, BenchCon, because I, I just I just got reminded about something. All right, fine. We'll record Wednesday. You got to be on it, because we got to talk recap of work, BenchCon. That's going to be a big one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We'll make it work, Dan. Relax. All right. Relax. Relax. Relax now, Mike. Go ahead. It's calm. Calm. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. So that's the programming notes. We'll be back next week with a show, and then we won't be back the week after that. It sounds like Dan is telling us right now that we won't be back the week after that. I'm as telling well. you, I'm quitting. Oh, no, I'm not weird. telling you that. You can't get rid of me that easy. You you can't leave. Mike and I have way too much sexual tension. No, it would literally we're... the show will fall apart. <laughs> Actually, the week after WorkbenchCon, we are driving to Orlando, like the Florida driving. kind. Yeah, the Florida, Orlando. What yeah. day? Monday? I don't know. I need to verify that. I tried yeah, to get I out. tried to get my wife to let me just stay in Atlanta and meet them in Orlando, but she was idea. not having not that. A bad idea. She was not having that. So why are you guys driving there? Because uh, plane tickets are like eight hundred dollars a piece, and we can take my wife's little niece on and spend okay. a buck fifty. All right, all right. One hundred and fifty bucks to get down there? No, a dollar fifty. It's a really good. Gas mileage car. <laughs> $1.50 the whole way, huh? $1.50. negative. Third of a gallon. It's, <laughs> it's all downhill. 7,000 Have you ever looked at a map? Nebraska's up yeah, here. Yeah, we're just going to we're just gonna make the kids eat, like, Hop dried spaghetti. And and just just <laughs> ramen. Just you're going to bring one of your epoxy ramen tables? No, rice and roni. They're paying me. I don't, that's why uh, I kept okay. bringing it up. He's got one of those, This like, trip brought to you by rice and roni. Secret ones that people make. Yeah, we're driving. We're idiots. Rice dredgen. <laughs> we're driving there, and then, like, on the way back, we're going to go uh, 
take a longer route and probably go through Nashville and make it. Sounds like Pete and I are doing a wrap up episode for WorkbenchCon without Dan the week after WorkbenchCon. I'm I'm sure Jackman will be free. I mean, yeah. isn't that going I, on? Kayla and I were actually talking. I think I can take uh, one of our laptops down to. You're for sure not going to do that on not. your vacation, no. and You're I will just be a drunk as I, a skunk. I would love for your audio to be trash. Yeah, that'd be so fun. No, I'll take my gear. I can do that. I'm driving. I can Dan, you can't even remember stickers to this every event. True. This is accurate. Okay, stop attacking me. Let's <laughs> let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap this. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, big thanks. Big thanks to our patrons. Big thanks to everyone who supports the show and keep sharing the show. We oh, haven't yeah. had anyone sharing the show lately. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if any of us checks the actual social media on for the AWP. No. John, share the show. <laughs> to all the Johns out there, share the show. Um, this this week's your Johns. week. It's all the Johns. Yeah. Next uh, week's Zach. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zach's going to take care of it. John, we'll give you guys Kupetsky, the login. We're gonna... uh, Alex Copa, John's, uh, you too. <laughs> if you have John's in your name, you have to. That's know. more than one John. Yeah. Alex Copa, John's. A couple of John's. Yeah. Two. I got a couple of John's. John's. Uh, so big thanks, to, big thanks to all y'all who do that and help us out every week. Uh, anyway, share the show some more. Share the show. Get the, get the word out there. Help us share the word on this show so it can uh, succeed and not come crashing down. Like a train in Ohio. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Love Stay you safe bye. from there. Bye. Bye. Love you long time. Hey!